y'all. Welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for supporting Benevolence Podcast. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into Episode 8, Radiate Positivity. And on this episode of Benevolence, I have a very special guest who will be joining me at the table. Our special guest is one of the most positive individuals that I know. I've known her for many years and have seen her grow up to be an extraordinary woman of God. One quality that many, including myself, can attest to is that she radiates positivity. Any room she enters, any post that she shares, or YouTube video she publishes, her positivity is contagious and uplifting. And with all of that positivity, she has a story to share. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, I have Stephanie Rodriguez joining me at the table today. This conversation was recorded digitally due to our season of social distancing. So make sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy this wonderful testimony by Stephanie Rodriguez. Enjoy! Hey Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me on an episode of Benevolence. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. So before you begin telling us your story, um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, well, my name's Stephanie. Like she mentioned, I'm from Queens, New York, but uh, my mom's from Dominican Republic and my dad's from El Salvador. So proud Latina over here. Um, been in Orlando basically forever. So I'm basically a Floridian, but I still love New York so much. Um, that's basically where I'm from, a little bit of my background. And what about school? Are you studying and what are you studying? Yeah. Um, so I'm currently at UCF, so go nine. Um, <laughs> I'm in my senior year, so hopefully should be graduating this year if all goes to plan. I'm majoring in human communications with a minor in math communication, so a lot of communication here. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. So basically, mm-hmm. I've been wanting, I think when we met um, physically, when we, when we met face-to-face before <laughs> the whole pandemic went down, um, I had expressed to you that, you know, I've been wanting you to come on, on Benevolence and just tell us your story. You know, I see you from the outside and I follow you on Instagram and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just see the light that's, you know, that you shine and, and the positivity that you shine through um, your social media outlets. And I just wanted to bring you in. I know you had a story to tell and I <laughs> just want you to, you know, this is your moment where you can just tell our listeners um, what you've been through, what has God done in your life, um, and then, you know, just encourage other girls or women, you know, women in general, um, in whatever way you want to encourage them, you know, but basically, this is about you, and this is about your story, so mm-hmm. whenever you're ready, you can just get started. <laughs> cool, so um, grew up uh, here in Orlando with my mom, my dad, and my sister, uh, we all went to church. We all had a very strong Christian background, like growing up. That's something that never wavered, never changed. Um, so that was something that was very huge in my life. But of course, like as a child, you know, you listen to your pa- your parents talking about God and everything. And I wasn't 100% there. So I had my belief and I knew God was God. But um, I still had my struggles with my self-confidence and, you know, who I was and you know, just loving myself the way that Christ designed me to love me. Um, So that was something that I had struggled with from an early age. Um, Ever since I was about like nine years old, I had like my first like encounter with bullying. 
and that's such an early age, like, you know, to be hearing those negative words into your life, you know, um, when at that age, you should just be hearing like positive things, because you're, you're still growing physically, emotionally, mentally, you know. Um, so that was when I first kind of had my first bullying moment. And um, it was something that was big on my life. I didn't tell anyone, I pretty much only told like two people here and there um, that I was bullied. And I didn't feel like I needed to open up because since we were all believers of God, you know, why should I tell someone, you know, like, Mm -hmm. no, that's no big deal. I didn't think it really mattered. But, you know, it's something that definitely took a toll on me because I saw myself, um, you know, looking in the mirror, and it was hard for me to even be like, I like this about myself. I love that about myself. I more so often picked out the things that I didn't like. And it got to the point where I was kind of like, okay, why am I even here? I'm listening to, you know, people telling me in school, you're ugly, you're fat, you know, you don't, why are you even here? And then at that time, we had MySpace. So, you know, you would see those, those things virtually online, too. So it kind of felt like you couldn't escape from, you know, the negative things people would tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it got to that point where I was kind of like, oh, my God, like, okay, if I'm listening to it 24 seven, basically, like, is it true? Do Mm -hmm. I believe it? You know, like, should I do what they tell me to do? And just like, give up in a way, you know, um, but definitely took a lot of years to like, really like build who I am. And, you know, remember, that God designed me to be who I am, and he doesn't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that, you know, is not easy. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. But definitely is one of my biggest things that I've struggled with is just kind of like self love and self confidence. Um, and that's something that thankfully, like God has taken me from and I realized, you know, you're beautiful, like, you know, mm-hmm. I need to just remember that. And that's something that I remind myself constantly. Um, even to this day, like even like on social media, when you see all of the people doing on TikTok, the ab workouts, and yeah. everything, I'm like, dang, I can't do that. <laughs> and I just have to remind myself, you know, like you're just beautiful in your own way. And that's, that's something that I definitely had to deal with growing up. Now, how like, as you were being bullied, um, like, how did you tell your parents or how did you tell your mom? How were you able to like tell them and how were they able to handle it? That was so hard. And I didn't even tell my mom until like years after the fact. Wow. Yeah. Like I didn't tell anyone. I didn't want to. I, I felt like I didn't want to like burden them, you know, with what I was feeling. I was like, oh, like it'll go away. It'll go away. And it never did. It just kept getting bottled up in me. Um, And I told my mom probably like, I want to say like maybe five years ago, like, oh yeah, like we were talking about bullying because she saw it on the news and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe like young girls get bullied and they believe it. And I'm like, I got bullied too, you know? And she was like, no, like it was just like a silence. And I was like, yeah, like I got bullied and you know, they would pick on me in school and they would laugh at me and like even boys would like bully me. And and that's something that was hard for her to like think because she's like, you get bullied? And I'm like, yeah, like it happens and it sucks too but um I think that kind of like kind of opened her eyes and like she would be more attentive to me like if she would seem even hear me go like sniffle in my room she's like are you okay and I'm, like, I'm okay I'm just I just have my nose you know <laughs> um so I definitely feel like if I were to have told my mom like prior it would have definitely been 
a much faster healing, I think, because I would be able to have someone to like really talk to. And it's not that, you know, my mom wasn't there for me. I just felt like she wouldn't want to even like listen because she would be like, Nana, no, like, you know, God made you perfect. But like, you know, she's her mom, you know, she's supposed to say those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I kind of like told myself like, nah, girl, like, you don't have to tell her. But like, looking back, like I would have probably loved for, for me to just be like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And just like kind of open up to her. That's one thing that I think I would have wanted to have done before. You know, I'm glad you sh- you're sharing this with us because there is a stigma out there to, to bullying and especially bullying among Christians. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of put myself in the position of like, what, what if my daughter were being bullied? You know what I mean? And I'm like, what would I say to her? You know, mm-hmm. to try and it's, and it's as a parent, all you want them to do is to believe what what you see like to you want them to see what you see you know yeah. you want them to <laughs> yeah. believe what you believe and mm-hmm. it's like i can see where your mom you know would say oh but you know you are a daughter of the king like you know yeah. what i mean but it, it's 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 more than that you know what i mean so what do you, you do you think that telling your parents earlier telling your mom earlier of your bullying experiences would have helped or do you think there would have would have been something else what would there have been something else or is it just should you have told your mom earlier um I feel like telling my mom earlier would have definitely helped because I would have also gotten probably more of like reinforcement like Mm -hmm. you know verbally or like physically like more hugs you know more of like that one-on-one time which I didn't experience that much as a kid growing up you know like you're kind of just like oh, like, we we eat dinner together, we go to church together, like, we're good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like if I would have definitely told her, like, sooner, we would have had more of, like, that bonding experience um, where I could just, I know I can tell my mom anything, but I feel like as a kid growing up, you know, you kind of still have that kind of thing where you're like, no, do I really want to tell my mom that, like, people are telling me that I'm ugly and I'm believing it? Because she would be like, girl, (laughs) and that's, it's different because like growing up like with my mom like I don't think my mom ever had like experience bullying that's something that's like way more now it's a now thing too so it's definitely something that older generations like have not experienced as much as like now we have experienced like so much and so often yeah you know I'm, I'm trying to like think about my past but I think like my mom was bullied when growing up but she's you know she went through a different type of bullying. Like she, she had, she didn't have the virtual bullying. She had literally someone who would meet her at school and take her money. And it was like a threat. Like it was like one of those, you know what I mean? Um, And I remember it was to the point where I think my aunt needed to fought her or something like, it's very like, you know, (laughs) they actually fought or something like that. Like my aunt fought for my mom. Oh, situations, but you know, I don't, I don't recall myself being bullied, but mm-hmm. I can, I can recall certain names that were, that were mm-hmm. told to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And about like my physical, you know, as I was always like a bigger girl than, than the norm, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I could just recall that. And I believe it or not, since I'm an only child and my mom's side, I do have a half sister. Um, but with my mom, I'm her only kid she was all I had, you know what I mean? So I was, I would tell her, you know, some things, but 
I wouldn't tell her the vulgar things. You know what I mean? So yeah. I felt mm -hmm. like it was kind of different for me. And I don't know, I don't know how that plays in with, you know, with bullying, but I could just, I can remember there were certain things that happened to me that I didn't feel comfortable telling my mom because they were verb, they were vulgar, you know, they were vulgar yeah. and, and, and yes, I, yeah, my mom probably would have showed me a little bit more love, you know, um, probably would have been a little bit more attentive. So I agree with you. Um, so that's why I asked, should, is, was there, is there something else that could have helped you and heal faster? But I think it is the parent. It is, telling someone you know and if you're out there listeners and you know you're young and you're being bullied virtually don't wait like we did <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like yeah tell someone you know you don't have to tell your mom or your dad but tell someone you know if you have like mm -hmm. a friend out there who's who's you know who you trust someone you trust yes absolutely mm -hmm. you know take advantage of that opportunity you know and and yes you can you, you believe that you are a daughter of the king. You can believe that, you know, you are a child of God. But it, at the moment of suffering, it's like cliche to say. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, I completely get, you know, where you're coming from with that. And I wanted to ask you, you know, how has your bullying, or not your bullying, but, you know, being bullied, um, mm -hmm. how has that, like, affected you now as an adult? Yeah. So how do you see life differently or... What are things that you do differently? Yeah, I feel like I'm just way more cautious with my words. And not just, like, my words, but, like, my actions. So, like, whatever it may be. Like, I just try to always be so, like, encouraging and, like, the little thing. So if somebody will get, like, a haircut and I notice or, like, new glasses, I'm like, oh, my God, you got new glasses. Those are so pretty. Those are so cute. Um, Just because you never know, like, what anyone's going through. Like, with me, I didn't tell anyone that I was being bullied. I didn't tell anyone that I would just, like, literally just like cry like I would go to my room or I would go take a shower but like secretly cry <laughs> mm -hmm. and literally just like have those moments where I really did not like didn't know why I was still here you know and nobody would think that you know oh she's she's so happy look at her she's smiling but no like you never truly know what anyone's going through so I feel like now experiencing what I've dealt with and what I've been able to overcome I feel like I'm just always trying to be like a shoulder for anyone who needs it. You know, if I see someone who posts like anything like kind of weird or if they haven't been talking as much, like I always try to just be like, hey, what's up? Or like, oh my God, did you go get some coffee yesterday? Or whatever it is, just keeping in that constant communication with people because truly you never know how much they need it. Um, because nowadays people, it's so easy to just kind of put on the mask of everything's fine. Um, but be struggling with something so much deeper under the surface. So definitely being somebody who I would want to be when I was dealing with it is what I would recommend and what I would do now. Um, because we all need that one person and you could be that one person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I said, the reason I brought you, I wanted to bring you on benevolence was because, you know, you radiate so much light and so much positivity and, you know, you can feel the love of Jesus, you know, through your posts and through your YouTube videos and you're always so happy. Mm -hmm. And when we met face to face, you know, you tell me that, you know, you struggled with bullying back in the day. And, and that was, you know, that was something that, that you struggled with and you had to overcome. And it's like, wow, like, look at how much God has, has changed you, you know, one, 180, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm sure you still, 
you know, go through struggles because we all still do, especially with, mm -hmm. you know, with who we are and, and whether inward or outward, but, you know, we, we focus on, on Jesus and we focus on his promises and all of that. So I just wanted to commend you for, for sharing your story with us. Um, I wanted to move on a little bit with the, the, your whole social media aspect because um, <laughs> you do so much and you're so mm -hmm. um, creative in everything that you post and in your YouTube videos. And I wanted people to, to know what you do um, in terms of your job and what you're studying. Because um, I know that since we are in quarantine right now, um, there are a lot of people, <laughs> there are a lot of people like, you know, wanting to be a creator, you know, being, you know, they, and some people are taking advantage of this time, yeah. such as myself, because, you know, I'm a podcaster. So I am taking advantage of, of this quarantine time and I'm knocking out all my, 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 my interview, yes. you know, so um, just explain to our listeners, you know, what is it that you do exactly at your job and, and how did you get your job? Yeah. Um, so right now, like I'm, I said before, I go to UCF and I am actually a UCF uh, social media intern. And as well as that, I'm actually a UCF downtown student ambassador. Nice. Um, those are two like very big, like wordy things. But basically, um, I was able to get both of the positions um, just by reaching out. It was so strange to me how I got it. Literally, I tweeted at UCF like, before I even transitioned over, because I was at Valencia first, I tweeted, um, I would love to be part of UCF social media team. And I tagged them. And that was it. Like, I didn't think of anything about it. I just tweeted it. And then they replied back and they're like, oh, DM us and we'll talk. And I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me. <laughs> like, no way. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to like email them and I was able to become a social media um, ambassador. So basically just kind of showcasing what life is as like a UCF student. Um, you're easily going to be like a face of UCF because you're going to be recognizable on like their social media platforms. Um, and then the intern position opened up and she asked the ambassadors like, hey, are any of you guys interested? And I was like, oh my God, mom, what should I do it? And she was like, girl, you better do it. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I was like, okay, I just want to get my hopes up. So I sent her my application um, and then I was able to get the position and it basically entails of me helping create content for UCF as a whole. Um, and I recently did like a YouTube video for them, like now in quarantine. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, so just basically creating content, whether it's like YouTube videos, now TikToks as well, um, or anything, taking pictures on campus or just sharing um, what life is as a UCF student, I think is really cool. Um, so that's the UCF um, internship position as well as a student ambassador. Uh, for UCF downtown, which is the brand new campus um, that I'm in studying at because of my major. Um, so I'm helping out with like their social media right now, um, posting whatever you see on like the UCF downtown outlet or just helping come out with some new content as well is what I do. Wow, that's awesome. So <laughs> listeners out there, take the risk, tweet something, reach tweet out. Them. <laughs> you will never, you never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know. No. The worst you can hear is no. <laughs> exactly. And and move yeah. on and do some, you know, mm -hmm. find something else. So all my marketing people out there, all my creatives, <laughs> do it, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, so how are you able, because obviously UCF is a secular school, 
So how are you able to use like your story and how are you able to use um, your positivity and all of that to influence others, especially the students on campus? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's really cool because UCF like allows the ambassadors to be themselves and like they know who you are before they even like say yes or no. Um, so every time we do something on campus at the end, we're like, Oh, feel free to follow me for whatever content you post. So I make sure I always say like, feel free to follow me for like positivity. And I always keep that in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I ended up like getting like random DMS from people or like, uh, follows. Um, and it's like so cool to get that platform to just be a face, but not only that, but then once they do find your page, you're sharing things that are uplifting and are encouraging them and are just like being good reminders of what it's like to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, especially in days like this, where it's like so rare to find um, somebody who is a Christian or is a believer um, or will just have the title, but not just like do the work that it comes with it. Um, so I feel like being able to have that platform and actually using it is something that I'm so thankful to have because it's, it's something small, but like, it is something that God is still using every day. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. talking about my alma mater, woo, what makes UCF <laughs> different from other schools? I literally love UCF. <laughs> um, oh my. <laughs> um, it's such a great school just because it's so diverse and every, like everyone, whether it's an employee, it's like, a person on campus like you can just like come up and talk to anyone and be like hey like my name's Stephanie like you know follow me on Instagram like let's be friends like let's actually talk and I've made so many friends like on campus that are like so cool and are I would have never ever met um if it wasn't for UCF because it's such a huge school and some people think of that being like a bad thing but I think that's a great thing because it just gives you like more opportunities to like network to meet other people to like come out of your comfort zone um, because I can get stuck in my comfort zone of just like, oh, I'm just good at this, or these are my group of people, and that's it. But like, there's so many like other people that you can interact with and just be able to make new friendships. I've made so many new friends, like another student ambassador is like another Christian, and I love her so much. And like, we became friends, and like, she went to my like birthday dinner. Like, we're literally like, we're really good friends. If you go to like the UCF page, you'll see her face. Like, I love her so much. And those are things that like I would have never like gotten to experience. Um, and they just have so many different opportunities for students, which I think is great. Um, being able to just ask, hey, is there opportunity for me to do this? And they'll, they'll make you do that. They'll get you to where you want to go. That's good. So mm -hmm. what would you suggest for a student who's an introvert, shy, and, but wants to get plugged in? Because I'll be honest to say, mm -hmm. when I had my experience in, in, I graduated in 2015, so it was, it was five years ago. Um, but I had a child at the, at the time, but before that, before Victoria, like I was one of those that I went to campus, took my class, went home, you know, <laughs> even though people might say that, Oh, Sassy is very like alive and you know, I'm an extrovert. No, I am. <laughs> and I do not like, you know, like that, that whole approach, that whole networking mm -hmm. aspect. Oh my God. That's like, it's really, really hard for me, you know, and it's a challenge. So mm -hmm. what would you, um, 
what would you say or advise to those that are introverts, even if they don't go to UCF, but they want to get plugged mm -hmm. in? Like, what would you tell them? Honestly, you just have to put yourself out there because I like with certain things that I get shy to like I'm not 100% like always like in your face like hey let's be friends like sometimes I'm just like no but like what if they just don't like me or like what if they just like are not in it in the mood today to talk um but I don't know like something about there's like that that feeling that like thrill of, like when you first have to like actually do it it's like oh my god oh my god I'm doing it I'm doing it and once you overcome that like it's easy like you just have to take that first step. And once you take that first step, like you're swimming, like you're good. You don't have to worry about anything else. I just have to say, take that first step because after that first step, like you'll start running. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I agree. I agree because mm -hmm. like for benevolence, it's a matter of reaching out to people. And I feel like this season I've, 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 you know, gone beyond the circle a little bit, you know, and and I don't know, everybody said yes so far. So I'm just really grateful about that. But yes. there have been moments where I've reached out to people and there's been a no. And I was devastated. And I was like, I'm not mm -hmm. doing benevolence ever again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. And, and it's true what you said. Like, there's an adrenaline rush, right? Like, that moment right before mm -hmm. you say, I'm going to do it. Like, I remember yeah. preparing a whole night's email um, to send out to this, to this, um, influencer. And I was like, you know what, even if she says no, I'm going to send this email anyway. And I remember <laughs> I was like, ah! and, I <laughs> and I hit send and you know, it was like, it was it, it was out. That's it. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I exposed myself. Obviously she said that the moment wasn't the right time. So, mm -hmm. um, she was like booked for like, the next six months or whatever but wow. I you know I took that I was like but good I got I got that over with you, you did it I mean? yeah <laughs> so <laughs> from that moment on to reach out to other people so yes definitely take on that risk um so for our creatives because you are a creator girl you know <laughs> for our creatives what word of advice would you give to those that want to follow in the same career so basically if you can mention um your your bachelor's degree or your your track and then mm -hmm. like what word of advice would you give to those who want to follow in that same track yeah um so being a human communication major that sounds like something that's so broad and there's so many like different areas of interest and different paths that you can actually take um and i feel like since it's so broad people can get like intimidated by that and they'd be like oh like it's full, you know, like there's no space for me. Um, like it's full capacity, but it's never full capacity. Like if God placed in you that passion and that desire for something and you know that like God gave you a calling and that's what you're called to do. Like he will open up the doors that you didn't even know existed. Like as long as you just continue in that path that God like laid out for you, like he will open the doors and he'll open windows for you. Like you just have to follow it because there is going to be that space and it's not going to be, you know, the first day you graduate and you're going to get an opportunity, but you just have to be persistent and actually continue on what God called you to do. And you'll see like his hand just open and just do things that stir up things that you didn't even know were going to be stirred up. Um, and I've seen it happen and you just have to continue and trust in him. That's good. That's so good. 
Um, my next question would be um, that, you know, social media in influencers, they're constantly on the rise. Like, that's like a no given. There's a new influencer mm -hmm. popping out probably every <laughs> minute with a YouTube channel, podcast, an Instagram, yeah. some entrepreneurship, some business, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but how can a Christian stand out against the mold and really make a difference as an influencer or a creative? Yeah. Um, like you said, there's literally so many different social media influencers and they all kind of have their area, whether it's like beauty or fashion or lifestyle. Um, I feel like as a Christian, you have to stand out by just standing firm in what you believe in and not forgetting that if it wasn't for God, like bringing you to where you were, you're at right now, you wouldn't be there. Um, that's what makes us kind of different from everyone else because everyone else thinks it's like a a man-made talent or a man-made, you know, creative, you know, I'm able to draw really good look at what I can do. But like, as a Christian creative, you know, you have to realize like God gave you the platform, God gave you the ability and the talent um, that others may not have in that way. Um, but with you, you just have to be, be mindful of the fact that if God gave it to you, be sure that at the end of the day, like the glory belongs to him. Amen. And that's one way that, you know, we have to make a difference in that and really stand firm in that because, you know, I don't know how to like do like podcast things. Like that's all you girl, like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and that's glory to God for that. <laughs> like that's something that, you know, that you stand out because you're giving people like a platform to just like be authentically themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, remember, you know, like God is, is here. God created this. God is in the midst of this. And, you know, stand firm in that and remember that, you know, we're all called for our different passions. And if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't even like have those passions and talent. That's really good. That's so good. <laughs> all right. Um, to finalize um, our conversation and our episode, I want to go back to like you and, um, you know, you personally and what you've been through. So, you know, how are you able to stay positive and in moments where insecurity starts to seep in, you know, what sustains you? Yeah, um, I feel like it can get really hard to stay positive if you're surrounded by negative people. If you want to be able to have a positive life or just like a positive outlook on things, you just really have to be mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm. Because back, obviously, in elementary school, like I didn't have a choice of who I was surrounding myself with because like it was just the class I was in. It, it was unfortunate, but at the end of the day, like, I was able to grow stronger from that and now be able to hopefully like help somebody who may feel that way now too. Um, so I'm able to stay positive just by remembering what I've been through and how I felt in that moment. Um, and remembering like that position and how I felt and how I really did not have any like desire to continue forward. Um, that's what like motivates me to just be positive. Um, and when I feel like I may get insecurities here and there, cause I get them, like mm -hmm. we, all, we all get them. Yeah. Um, I feel like what sustains me is being able to be around people who truly like love me and remind me even when I slip up and I'm like, Oh, I just made this like video. Like, I don't know how I feel. They'll be like, no girl. Like, it's so good. Like that little boost is like sometimes all that you need to be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You mm -hmm. know? Um, and not let that you know constant battle over like win um because your mind is something that's so powerful and you know you have to remember to take control of those negative thoughts and insecurities because if not then they'll overtake you but you're stronger and you know everything that god has 
you know, allowed you to go through would just make you stronger at the end of the day to overcome it. That's good. Thank you. And my <laughs> final question for you would be, what advice would you give to listeners like who have been bullied or are still affected mm -hmm. by, you know, the past or maybe they're still being bullied? Because I do have some young people, you know, um, listening into mm -hmm. benevolence and, you know, they're still in high school and stuff and they're being virtually bullied, um, whether it be in family, because sometimes family, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes cousins, brothers, sisters, even our parents sometimes, you know, job, mm -hmm. school, social media. Um, so what advice would you give to them um, to cope through this time, to, to go through this time or, you know, how to heal? Yeah. Um, I feel like you just first have to acknowledge how you feel um, because you can't push everything under the rug. Mm -hmm. Pushing it under the rug is not going to, it's not healthy and it's not going to help you. Um, that's something that I had to learn. I had to learn to, to open up, to tell someone, you know, like, hey, I'm going through this or I'm feeling this way and really confide in God because God does not make any mistakes when it comes to you, when it comes to me. Um, he made you just the way you are. And, you know, um, we just have to remember that if you're being bullied right now, stand in God's word, because God has so many promises over your life. And it's difficult at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Trust me, it's so difficult. And you feel like, I'm never going to get out of this, you know, like, this is it, like, this is what my life is, or this is what I am, you know, I'm hearing this nonstop, like, they're right, you know, and it's so easy to feel like you have to feel defeated. Um, but there is light at the end of the day, you don't have to listen to what they say, because they have no say into who you are, because they didn't create you, they didn't call you, they they have no say into who you are, the only person that does is God, and reading his word, and I have a specific verse um, that I was, was going to share too, you know, we have to remember that God calls us, and God made us all beautiful, and those words are so cliche, especially if you're like in the moment of like hearing all of these negativity. Um, but it's the truth. And um, the verse itself, I think I have it here, um, is Psalm 62, 5 to 6. Um, and it mentions this, um, yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress and I will not be shaken. Um when we feel like we don't have any hope for the future, we have to remember that God is our the before, during, and after. Like He is all that we need. We don't have to listen to what the negativity comes from other people, whether it's your family, whether it's your job, whether it's your classmates. You know, people will say things that they don't mean, mm -hmm. and words do hurt. And at the end of the day, you know, it's just being able to make that conscious decision of not listening and not paying attention to them because um like in proverbs 31 25 it's the number one verse that i think every woman should know um she's clothed in strength and dignity and lasts without fear of the future um those are just two bible verses that i think would um encourage someone and just be my advice to those that are struggling with bullying and self-love and confidence to remember you know we are who God called us to be mm -hmm. and whoever has anything negative besides that like just close put headphones on and just listen to God because he's the pilot of everything and he knows who he called you to be amen you go girl <laughs> <laughs> 
Stephanie, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your heart with us, sharing your story with us. Um, mm-hmm. I love you, girl. I'm so proud of you. I'm always <laughs> you, you know, you. in your corner. I follow you. Um, I believe in you <laughs> and everything that you do. And I'm just so happy that, you know, that you're here and you shared mm-hmm. your story and, and what you do at work. And, and I just know that God is going to take, you know, everything that you've been through. Um, and it's going to take, you know, the creativity that you have. And he is just going to prosper you and he's going to lift you up and he's going to bring you to new wow. platforms and you're just going to be doing great things. So I believe in you, girl. And thank you. Um, just thank you. Thank you for sharing, sharing to our listeners. Thank you for inviting me. This was so great. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, there you have it. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me at the table today. Thank you for sharing your story with us. You know, we live in a world where not only do people deal with physical bullying, but cyberbullying is major during these times. And one thing that I wanted to share with you is that cyberbullying can include sharing personal or private information about someone else causing embarrassment or humiliation. Some cyberbullying crosses the line into unlawful or criminal behavior. Here are some examples. You know, posting comments or rumors about someone online that are mean, hurtful, or embarrassing threatening to hurt someone or telling them to kill themselves, posting mean or hurtful pictures or videos, pretending to be someone else, um, so pretty much catfishing, posting mean or hateful names in regards to race, religion, or ethnicity, or personal characteristics, you know, creating mean or hurtful web pages about someone, you know, those are just some examples of what cyberbullying can entail. So if you are someone you know is being bullied or cyber cyberbullied especially, Um, please do not hesitate to find someone that you trust and tell them about it. Um, I know, you know, you could feel embarrassed, you can feel very vulnerable, and you you kind of feel like um, you're going to get in trouble either by your parents or your friends are going to tease you or whatever. But I mean, it's just a temporary pain. um, And you want to make sure that you nip it in the butt as much as you can and as quickly as you can. Um, If you don't want to talk about it with anyone, you can also go to stopbullying.gov for more specific information on bullying and cyberbullying, and they have a hotline there that you can talk to someone. So please do not suffer in silence. I'm here for you, and I'm always praying for you guys. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast or my personal Instagram at I am Ceci Diaz to know a little bit more about me and Benevolence. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and the Stitcher app. Stay tuned for our new Benevolent Wednesday feature where different women share their story of what God has done in their life. And finally, stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye.